0: Morning. Before we get started this morning, I just want to say thank you to Salem Fields Community Church. For the past 17 years, this has been my church home, and that it's with excitement but yet sadness today that I deliver my one of my last messages here to you. It was a staff pastor at Salem Fields, and. Um, and I appreciate your prayers. I appreciate for each and every person that's been part of that journey for the 17 years. Last night, it was interesting. Christian came home from Richmond, and he's 22 years old. And um, I was 22 years old when I walked through the doors of Salem Fields Community Church as a Marine. And um, it's amazing to see what God has done. And so I thank you for, I thank you for allowing this to be my home. I thank you for me, allowing me to be one of your pastors um, over this time. All right. So over the past two weeks now, we've been studying a series called Stay Calm. Guys, breathe. It's like heavy in here. <laughs> All right, thank you. This is hard enough. I need you guys to keep me going. You know, we've, we've talked about staying calm. We've talked about uh, different things of, of how to deal with our anxiety and, and, and how, to, how to stay calm during times of feeling kind of stupid and, and different things. And today we're going to talk about feeling, staying calm in times of uncertainty. Now, this past week, as I was kind of preparing the message and I was kind of doing some searching and stuff, I found this great tool for us all to kind of use a technique that we can use to learn how to stay calm. So we're going to watch this, and then we're going to all practice this together. This is participation time, okay? So let's watch.
1: Hunter? Ah! Whoa! Easy, Hunter. What's wrong? Fire. There's a fire. I'm already late for dinner, and it's getting dark, and there's a fire in my way. These? (laughs) They're just fireflies. You're safe, Hunter. Fireflies? Oh. Hey, you're pretty shaken up, aren't you? I guess so. I thought they were sparks. See? They look like sparks. It's okay, Hunter. I understand. It can be hard to calm down when you're scared. Want to know what helps me when I'm scared? Yeah, that'd be really good. When I'm scared and need to calm myself, I focus on my breathing. But uh, I I am breathing. I see that, buddy. Let's just slow it down a bit, okay? Here, let me show you how controlled breathing helps you calm down. Step one is to put your hands on your belly and breathe in nice and deep. Slowly count to three as you breathe in through your nose. Feel your stomach rise. Three second inhale through nose. Great job! Now step two. Slowly exhale through your mouth. Uh, I feel a little better. Good. Step three will make you feel even better. Step three? Yep. Step three is to repeat steps one and two until you feel calmer. Once you're calm, you'll be able to think more clearly about what's going on around you. Did you hear something? Dinner! I'm late and it's getting dark. Okay. We need to get you home. But you're getting excited again. You know what to do. Oh yeah. Exactly, in through the nose, out through the mouth. Nice long breaths. Feel your stomach rise and fall. Much better. (laughs) Great, okay, let's get you home. Hmm, you're right, it is getting dark. Hey you guys, a little help? Home, safe and sound. Any steps for what to say to your mom when you're late for dinner? (laughs) You're on your own with that one. Be sure to keep breathing. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Good night.
0: All right, so now everyone's gonna stand up. We're gonna work on getting calm a little bit this morning. All right. So put your hand on your stomach. And I know some of our stomachs will rise higher than others, and it's okay. All right? This means we're healthy. And, and if you have a problem with passing out because you hold your breath too long, please cut the time in half or something. All right? But we're going to breathe in together for three seconds. Ready? Breathe in through your nose. Out through your mouth. Repeat, repeat it. Ready? One more time. And out. All right, some of you need to work on your technique. You're raising your shoulders, not your belly. Are you afraid to let the person say Go ahead and have a seat. You know, it's important to keep ourselves calm. It's important to stay calm during all kinds of circumstances in life. You know, through being anxious, it's important to find that place of finding calmness. Um, you know, you can actually use that at school next year for your students. You're going to use it at Wilderness. All right, Um, you know, and you know, you have to learn to stay calm during times of feeling kind of stupid. You know, sometimes when you're up here, you feel pretty stupid because you don't know what you're saying makes sense or not. But today we're going to talk about staying calm during times of uncertainty. You know, we are living in uncertain times. There's uncertainty all around us. There's, There's things that are just happening that are a constant. It's like we're living in a sea and there's a storm brewing around us and that storm is called uncertainty. It's a, it's a raging storm. Uncertainty can really stress us out if we let it. You know, it's all around us. It's in every aspect of our life. There's uncertainty about our government. There's uncertainty about the world we face, we live in today, that if there's going to be another terrorist attack somewhere in the world. There's uncertainty for, for those that have just graduated high school to, to what college life or what the future brings for them. There's uncertainty about those that graduated college, about finding a job. There's uncertainty about pe- for people today that are waking up to try to find safe drinking water. There's uncertainty for people out in the world today about are they gonna be able to find food to eat today to survive? There's uncertainty about people's marriages or if I'm ever gonna get married. There's uncertainty about will I find a job or will I still have a job when I go to work tomorrow? There's uncertainty about your kids, or if you will ever have kids. There's uncertainty in the area of finances. Will I have enough in my check to pay my bills? The list goes on and on. And how is it possible for us to stay calm with all these uncertain things happening around us? For my si- myself during these times of uncertainty, I would get really anxious, or I would, or I'd make decisions, and and I would be afraid that I was a stupid decision that we, I would mess my things up for my family. I would be, I'd feel bunch of fear around the uncertain decisions. I found myself stressing not only myself out, but my family in times of uncertainty. The truth is that today, I'm living in a time of complete uncertainty. I come to you today to preach a message that's not just for you, but for me very much, because I'm a time in my place, in my life, in my ministry of complete uncertainty. But yet, I've figured out a way to stay calm in it. I think it's during times of uncertainty that we can find ourselves asking these same questions over and over again. I know I've asked myself these. How did I end up in this place that I am right now? How is it, is this ever going to end? Will everything work out? Will everything be okay? Am I ever going to figure out what direction to go? And the, and the granddaddy of them all question is, where's is God? Where's he at? Why isn't he helping me? It's during uncertain times that we can find peace when, there, when we can learn to stay calm. Our key scripture is this, is that the Lord will fight for you. You only need to be still. See, that's a great verse to hang ourselves, uh, hang our lives on, is that verse is that God will fight for us. He's fighting for us in those uncertain times. He's fighting for us when we feel anxious. He's fighting for us when we feel stupid. All we have to do is stay calm and be still. You know, I'd like us to take a look. If you look at, if, in the Bible, there's countless stories of uncertainty throughout the Bible. You know, there was uncertainty for Joseph when, when, he was, um, when he was thrown into a well by his brothers and sold into slavery into Egypt. There was uncertainty for, for Moses when he had to go and confront Pharaoh to set his people free. There was uncertainty for the Israelites to follow Moses through the desert to the point of even leading up to the sea before the sea parted. There was uncertainty for David, I'm sure. He had faith that there was uncertainty going into that battle just a little bit, I'm sure, when he had to face Goliath. There was uncertainty throughout the course of the Old Testament when you read about the the battles that took place and and the, the Israelites were completely outnumbered. There was uncertainty, I'm sure, When Mary found out that she was carrying Jesus and how Joseph would respond and how her family would respond. Countless times of uncertainty. But today I'm going to focus on a story I think that relates right to where I'm at in my life today. And that's the story of Abraham. But it's before Abraham became Abraham. And he was known by the name of Abram. It's in Genesis chapter 12 in this time of uncertainty that, that took place for, for Abram. And I'll read it here. I don't think it's going to be on the screen, so I didn't tell them to put it there, but I'm just going to read it to you. God had told Abram to leave your own country behind you, your own people, and go to the land I will guide you to. If you do, I will cause you to become a great father of a great nation, I will bless you and make your name famous and you will be a blessing to many others. I will bless those who bless you and I will curse those who curse you. And your entire world will be blessed because of you. God's telling Abram to pick up his stuff and to go. Go to a land that he is not familiar with. To a place that he knows no one. To a place that could be hostile towards him. So Abram departed as the Lord had instructed him, and, and Lot went too. Abram was 75 years old. Think about this. Abram was 75 years old, and God told him to pick up everything. He had really, you know, 75 years old, I think you pretty much have your stake in the ground that you're going to stay in that place. And that you're not going to move. That you're playing, you're, He's planning his retirement. He's comfortable where he's at. He's where his father taught him to become a man. He's, he's where he met his wife. He's where he's found his self-worth in, in the career that he had and, and, and built up his, his capital through, you know, having big flocks of sheep and herds of cattle and servants and all these things. But he took his wife Sarai and nephew Lot and all his wealth and the cattle and the slaves and he got them to Haran. Arriving, they finally arrived in Canaan. Traveling through Canaan, they found the place of Shechem and set up camp beside the Oak of Morah. This is inhabited by the Canaanites at the time. So here he is. He's not a Canaanite. He's not, he's not even from this area. And he's settling in. Then Jehovah appeared to Abram and said, I'm going to give you this land to your descendants. Are you kidding me? He's given him this land, this territory. What's that mean, God? What do I do with all this that you've given me? The uncertainty just continues on and on. And afterwards, Abram left that place and he traveled southward into the hilly countryside between Bethel on the west and Aa on the east. And there he made camp and made an altar to the Lord and prayed to him. Thus, he continued slowly southward and pausing frequently to reflect on what God was doing. There was a terrible time of famine in the land. And so Abram went down to Egypt. So now he's left, he left his comforts of home. He was obeying what God had called him to do and and. He found this plan and God says, I'm going to give you this land, but now we're struck with famine. There's not enough food to keep everyone alive. So then he's got to make his way into Egypt, which is a total hostile area. And he has to make his way there. The uncertainty of that, and sometimes even in our uncertainty, we can make mistakes. And Abram makes a mistake here, but God continues to bless him through it. If you read on, it talks about Abram made a mistake because he was scared that since his wife was so beautiful that Pharaoh would kill him and take Sariah as his own wife. So he says, tell Pharaoh you're my sister. And the story continues on that Pharaoh discovers that, that Abram lied and because the famine started to hit Egypt and God said, get out of here. I don't want you here. And Abram still continued on to the journey of uncertainty. You know, my story is very much similar to where Abram is and was and as to where I'm at today. You know, I've been asked to go. God has called me to go. He's called me to pack up my ministry here and to go. It's scary. It's sad. It's exciting. And it's completely uncertain. I mean, can you imagine God coming to you and speaking to you and saying, pack up and go. The place where you grew up, you know, Salem Fields has been my home for 17 years. I've been in, I've been away from my home that I grew up as a child longer and I lived in an area longer than I had. grew up in my own home. And, and St. Hill Fields is where I found my spiritual roots. I grew up here. This is my home. Buddy's been like a spiritual father to me. Gay's been a spiritual mother. Not only are they my father-in-law and mother-in-law, but they've mentored me. And God's telling me to Go. This is the place where I learned to really become a man. The place where I met my wife. I'll never forget my second Sunday here. She was singing and I'm like, that's who I'm gonna marry. Poor her. God's asking me to leave an unfamiliar this place of familiarity to a place that's unfamiliar. I don't know anybody in Richmond. <laughs> but God has called me to go. He called Abram to go. You know all these uncertainties of things that lay before these making these decisions and and different things that happened on and and I I learned from Abram how to stay calm in this situation. I learned how to stay calm as Abram was obedient to God because God provided. God took care of him. You, you see, looking at the this, this story of Abram, I'm able to find peace and comfort. You know, I started this journey over a year ago. I started this journey of this uncertainty, knowing that I just want to be obedient to what God would have for me to do. And I started praying, Lord, what would it be? And I t- sat with Buddy and Gay, and I sat down with them, and I said, Do I have your blessing to, to, to reach out to see if God would call me to lead a church? And they said, Yes. And so I started praying, and, and, and doors opened last summer, and, and some of you were here last year when, if you remember, we did the game series, and we did the game of Risk, and the game of Operation, and Shoots and Ladders, and some knew what was going on in my life during that time, during that, that series, and I had been offered a, a, a church in Charlottesville, And during this time, I prayed, and I asked God to open doors and shut doors and and, and everything. And, and, you know, things were moving forward that I thought I was going to this church in Charlottesville. And I'll never forget, Saturday night, I got done preaching. I got off the stage, and I took a phone call. It was the gentleman that was leading the interview in Charlottesville, a pastor there. and said, hey, the board's really not um, sure that they're ready to make this decision yet. You know, we haven't met you. Well, we haven't met you your wife and children really in a, in a big social setting yet, and, you know, we want you to put your house in the market and move right away and, and everything. And I said, well, I can't answer that. And I said, well, and I can be, maybe my wife and I can meet with you guys this week and have an event at your church. And he's like, okay, but he said, well, I'll talk it because he was with the church board. And they called me back an hour later, not even giving that, and said, we're going with a different candidate. And so then I got, felt this feeling of rejection. And if you remember on Sunday morning, I came here and I didn't even want to preach that morning. But boy, the operation message was for me because I had to dig inside myself. Remember, we had to look inside of ourselves and root that out and heal, let God heal those things. But God did something miraculous. God didn't want me to go there. And I continued to be on this journey. I continued to be on this prayer journey. And, and this You know, we we were part of a swim team that was here in the Fredericksburg area and my kids loved it and we never wanted to leave it because we loved our coach and God shut the door on that because our team had to shut down. And it it put us at this team where we wanted our kids to really always be and it, it was in Richmond. God opened the door there. And we're there and I'm searching around and I'm praying and God says, this church is open down the road here. And we seek it out. It's six miles from the pool that my kids practice in. And we went there and I went with everything I had to talk to this this church and to give them everything, all the all my baggage and everything, and said, Do you really want me? And the board voted yes. And you know, I didn't want to necessarily leave Salem Fields because I love Salem Fields. It's my home. It's my family. There's my sister, my adopted sister. I, she used to be at UVA, and her parents let me stay at her house when I was a Marine, so I needed a place to live. <laughs> but that's the connections I have with people here. I didn't want to leave that. I'm a little bit better today because I got through this a little bit last night, but I couldn't barely get through it last night without crying. I couldn't come in here last Sunday without crying knowing that that was probably one of my last times worshiping with this wonderful group of people here. It's comfortable, it's certain. There's so many uncertain things that will happen in a week and a half, I don't even know. But I know I can stay calm. You know, I had to go there that church and the uncertainty of even going there to to be part of the process. And the process is you have to go and preach. In front of this group of people before they decide if they want you to be their pastor. I thought for sure that was going to be a no. (laughs) Like, why would they want this? It's nerve wracking to prepare a message for a group of people who are going to vote about you later that day (laughs) because you're wondering, is my zipper up? Is my shirt buttoned up? (laughs) Luckily, luckily their stage is a lot lower to the ground, so I mean, things are a little bit better. You know, it was nerve wracking. And I thought, Jody and I had this thing. It was, it was really interesting to step back a step. That, that night before I had to go and preach, Jody and I went down there for a meet and greet for the, the, the church. And I just I share this because I share that how God is there for you in these times of uncertainty. He guides you through if you trust in him. It, it, it was that, that we go to this thing, a meet and greet on Saturday night. We had a swim meet in Richmond. So we had been up since about 5.30 that morning. Been at a pool all day. The swim meet ran late. I'm like, Jody, I got to go. They're waiting for us at 6.30. So I pull in the parking lot at 6.34. I'm like, I'm late. So if they're upset with me, it's a no. We're out of here. I said, Jody, go take the kids, because they got us a hotel. I said, Jody, go by the hotel, get the kids, you know, freshen up, all that, be there. And Jody said the same thing. She said, if they're upset by the time I get there, which is about 10 minutes after I got there, then it's a no. And they're like, oh, it's great. We're so glad you're here. And then I, st- I stepped out in faith and I said, you know, I said this, and I say it to you today because I want you to understand where we're at as a family and why we minister the way we minister because we minister the way we minister because God has called us to it. And it may look completely unorthodox, but I went to them and I said, I can't, I can't ask Jody to put my calling above her calling. Jody is called. She ministers here. She's been a part of the Salem field since the very beginning. She's called to do what she does. And I can't put my calling above Jody's calling is what I said. And I said, that means right now that Jody doesn't feel that she's called to come down and be there every weekend in Richmond. That she still is called to Salem fields. And I thought, for sure they're going to say no. They're like, amen. (laughs) And I I say that to you. We're called, we're both called to ministry and it may not look the same as what people are used to, a pastor and their wife going off and moving and doing ministry together. We're gonna still minister together. God can use us both in two locations just as great as he could use us in one location. You know, and so I'm excited about that. And of course, I thought the door was gonna shut. And we're like, if we get 10% of the vote, that's no, we're out. We know that do- God's shutting that door and we're gonna stay at Salem St. Fields. and at that point I was like, I'm not gonna search for another church. I'm gonna stay put until I know God's saying something different. I get done preaching and I come out and district superintendent comes to me and says, we don't usually see this. He said, usually there's somebody that doesn't believe anybody gets all yes votes so there's somebody who always votes no. He said, but no one voted. No. So I... And that that goes to God. That applause goes to God because God gets the glory because it's God that's calling and doing what he's doing. And because of that, I can stay calm in the times of uncertainty. It's not going to always be easy. Uncertain times aren't always easy. But when we trust God, we can stay calm. So how do we stay calm in times of uncertainty? Is One, we have to embrace. We need to embrace uncertainty with the things that we can be certain of. It doesn't seem like there's much that we can be certain of, does is it? But we can be certain of the safety that is found in the arms of God. We can be certain of the safety that is, we are, that is found in the arms of God. You see, Psalms 46.1 says, God is our refuge and strength, a tested, a tested help in times of trouble. That We can go to him, and he will always be there for us. We can always rest our head on his shoulder and cry in his arms, and he will be there for us in these uncertain times of our life. In Philippians 4, 7, it says, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard the, your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. He will, it doesn't make sense to the world and how we can find peace in very uncertain times. I'm gonna do a, a memorial, a funeral service for a dear friend tomorrow. For, um, and, and this is the verse This this wife is now living in very uncertain times without her husband. But yet, she can find safety and comfort being certain that God is right there with her because our first is that God will fight for us. We just have to be still. You see, we have to embrace, we have to find safety. We can be certain of our relationship with God. Now I'm saying being certain of your relationship with God. It's not about knowing God. It's about having a relationship with God and being certain in that relationship. That relationship is a give and take between you and God. God will give and we'll take from him. And he gives and he gives and he gives. And all he wants for us to do is to love him with all of our heart, with all of our soul with all our strength, with all our mind. That's what he wants from us. And when we do that, we can be certain that God will take care of us. It says this, I love this, Psalms 37, 25. I have have been young, and now I'm old. And in my years, I have never seen the Lord forsake a man who loves him, nor have I seen the children of godly go hungry. See, when you're in a relationship with God, you're his own. He's never going to forsake you. He's never going to leave you. He's always going to make sure that you are taken care of. It may not be taken care of in the way we think we need to be taken care of, but he will take care of us. He will take care of us because he loves us. When we're in a relationship with him, we are in his family. When we've accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, guess what? You've been adopted into the kingdom of God. You've been adopted, and you're now a son or daughter of the God of Heaven. And earth. You you are uh, let me let me say this differently. When, when you accept Jesus, you're not adopted into my family. <laughs> Thank you. you will be lucky. <laughs> you're adopted into God's family. And because I'm part of God's family, therefore we are family. We've accepted that. You're 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 adopted into the, the family of God who who can do anything and everything despite what our circumstances are, despite the uncertainty of our life, despite what storm we're going through right now, God loves you and will fight for you. He wants you to be a part of his family so he can fight for you. Even when you're on the outskirts of his family, guess what, God is still there fighting for you, trying to invite you in, but so many of us push him away. we We don't fully accept that. So we know about God, but we aren't in relationship with him. He wants us to be in relationship with him. And when you're in relationship with him, you have certainty in times of uncertainty. I love that Buddy and have put together a mathematical qu- equation for us these past two weeks. And I, I love math. Just ask my kids. I'm, I try to get them to do math, extra math problems. They never do them, but they, I, it's just something I love to do. I think it's important. And this is the best equation, the most important equation we will ever face in our life and that is God plus you equals certainty. That when you and God are added together and you're in a personal relationship with him through Jesus Christ, you will have certainty through your life and we can stay calm no matter what the circumstances of our life are. You see, I'm able to stay calm in this time of uncertainty because of my relationship with God. Because I can embrace that no matter what I face in a week and a half going down there, that God is with me. No matter what you're going out and facing this week, you can face that you have certainty and that God can get you through it. Maybe it's the uncertainty of your marriage. Maybe it's the uncertainty of your job. Maybe it's the uncertainty of of your future. When you have God plus you, it equals certainty. I love reading Mark Batterson books, and there's a book called In the Pit with with a Lion on a Snowy Day. And one of the, this quote I found, I thought it was perfect for wrapping this message up. He says this, he says, Embrace relational uncertainty. It's called romance. Embrace spiritual uncertainty. It's called mystery. Embrace occupational uncertainty. It's called destiny. Embrace intellectual uncertainty. It's called revelation. Embrace, this is my own, your relationship with God. You have certainty for all eternity. The Lord will fight for you. You need only be still, you need to only stay calm. And you can find that calmness by embracing that it is certain, and that is God. You know, there's all kinds of verses that I put here in your notes that you can take home with you that they're God's promises to you. My life verse, and I took it from Jody, so she doesn't say I can use it, but it's, I've found that it's become my life. Verse 2 is that Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know not the plans for you, but I, he knows the plans for me, that he will make me prosper. He will lead me and make me prosper. Embrace what is certain today so that you can stay calm in times of uncertainty. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you, Lord, today. We thank you for all you've done today, Father. We give you all the praise. Lord, we thank you that we can, during uncertain times, that we can stay calm because of our relationship with you. That That we can get through the storm of uncertainty because, Lord, you are fighting for us. All we have to do is be still, stay calm in our relationship with you. Maybe you're here this morning and maybe you're saying, you know, I could really use some prayer because I am facing some uncertain times. And I could just use some prayer this morning and and, and that God will just help me to stay calm during these times of uncertainty. And you want me to pray for you this morning so with every head bowed and every eye closed, and you'd like to be prayed for this morning during these times of uncertainty. No one's looking around. You just want to be prayed for. Would you just slip your hand up so I can pray for you today? Thank you. All around. All around. I, I'm praying for myself in these times of uncertainty. You can put them down. Maybe, maybe you're here this morning, and you say, you know, I've known about God, and I want to embrace what is certain. And I want to embrace that certainty in my relationship with God. And, I, I, and I, want, I want that so that I can be certain and I can have refuge and safety in his arms. And if that's you this morning, all you have to do is simply pray this prayer this morning. You can repeat after me. You don't have to pray it out loud. You can pray right in your heart. God knows who you are. God knows where you're at. You simply just pray out and just cry out to God. Say, God, I, I, am, I am a sinner. I have messed up. And I need your forgiveness. And I acknowledge and I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins and that I have been forgiven. And I believe that I am now in a personal relationship with you because of your son, Jesus Christ. Now you just simply say, thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you for fighting for me. Thank you for being where I can find comfort and peace during times of uncertainty, where I can stay calm. Lord, for all those that raised their hands earlier, Lord, I I pray that you would just be with them today. I pray that you would just, um, during this time of uncertainty, that you'd pour out their spirit on them, Lord, that you would give them the peace that transcends all understanding, Lord, that only comes from you. That they would remain certain in their relationship with you during these tough times, whatever they're facing so they would stay calm and know that you are God and you are with them and you're fighting for them. We give you all the praise and all the glory. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let us stand and worship as we close out the services today. Father, it's all honor and all glory to you. We're thankful, Lord, today for the message. Lord, we many times face uncertainty in our lives, but God, we pray because of the word of God and the story of Abram, God, that we too can live our life certain in an uncertain situation or world we live in. So, Lord, blessings on Jason today and Jody and their family, and we thank you for their ministry here. Thank you for all that have gathered this day, Lord, and Lord, we just thank you for all that's happened in this that we've gathered in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You can also give in uh, the offering out at the uh, kiosks or you can do it on the app. If you write a check, Salem Fields, and we'll give him one big check next week. Thank you. God bless.
2: All on earth.